Story time is a concept that has never gotten old for me. I am pulled in by the engaging tale as much as the next person, and it can arrive in the form of a short in an anthology, a podcast I happened upon, a side story remembered when hanging out in company. It can be the plot of a movie, or a subplot of that movie. Or to be honest, the subplot my head is already concocting, when the direction the original story is going is going south or being disappointingly cumbersome and stale. I cannot recall my mama as much of a storyteller, outside of the story she occasionally read before bedtime. But she did somehow procure books aplenty, some missing pages and whole chunks. A possibility for frustration, yes, but I suspect my ability to spin tales in my own head on the fly may have emerged from that. I am sometimes surprised to find a story I thought I knew from childhood didn't really end as I had initially recalled. This is sometimes where I suddenly realize that I never knew how it ended or progressed, and I patched up the gaping hole on my own with what I knew. Hope for or imagine should be the outcome. When we lived in the Philippines in my youth, sultry, siesta-laden afternoons would be taken up with avoiding my midday nap, like other good children, and instead stealing away to my cousin's house just next door to pull books down from their shelf filled with old textbooks and nickel and dime cereals. This is where I first discovered horrific delights like young women with magical extra fingers, those with magical black blouses with Cinderella's fairy godmother-like abilities, and terrible men working in the basement of funeral parlors, and their affinity for the fresh corpse of lovely maidens. Yes, you're right, not at all appropriate reading for a preteen. But who was to censor me then when everyone was too busy catching up on Z's to mind a restless 12-year-old? My absolute favorite were the days when the weather was too stifling to be spent indoors, but not scorching enough that we couldn't all sit around on the homemade bench outside my aunt's and uncle's Indian mango tree, sharing a freshly peeled Indian mango dipped in alamang, the yummy, savory Filipino shrimp paste made just for these occasions. A marriage of food taste on par with PB&J and chicken and waffles. On still nights, I actually look forward to what we called brownouts, power outages, so that we could haul out all the kerosene lamps and the candles and huddle together on the patio chairs and listen, half horrified as my eldest aunt fiddled with her long silver hair and told tales of the wakwak, the mananangal, the tianak, Tales meant to impart the lesson of being good and obedient kids. Or the monster du jour would steal away with us and eat our innards, or worse, make our parents believe they were us and forget all about us. The lightning bugs would flit about, going on their business of mating dances as we listened to the stories in wonderment, growing increasingly sleepy and wondering if each colorful light dotting the air and weaving playfully through the rose bushes where the fairy folk come to rest their weary bodies and listen to my auntie speak 
of their impressive exploits. Do you love hearing or telling stories? Does your family have traditions that revolve around storytelling? Please share these with us, these traditions, these stories, or stories of your own. I would love to hear the new stories I've never encountered before, or tales we told, but with a new twist. Isn't it amazing, these stories passed on and on and on, that we share somehow, altered and added to, the same, still different? It is a bond that connects us that we have an unspoken role in, to place out our own imprint upon a tale, ages old, and forge our own shining links to connect us both backward and forward. <laughs>